And like, I kid you not, two weeks later, we're doing 5,000 new customers a day. And it was all just content, yeah. So that's how I met Scott. Scott was over at The Hustle. He was like my counter. That brand's pretty big right now. Massive, Yeah, massive. I think it drove, it drove the highest number of foot traffic into Walmart in over eight years. Wow. Something like that. Through YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. That's yeah, awesome. dude. Every, everybody who I sent it to, I love bringing it up. You know, like, oh yeah, remember that brand you passed on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to lunch in LA with Emma. She shows up late because she was busy driving from a store two hours away to go look at how the shelving, how, how the product was placed. So she's involved. Store. She's involved, yeah. Um, and welcome to episode 31 of the new money talks podcast yeah that's fire you're doing the intro we got our boy (laughs) we got the one and only nick sharma today d2c guy sharma brands i mean too too much for me to explain in a sentence so I'm gonna let you explain. I'm also a little stuffy, a little uh, sick today. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm a. I'll, I'll let you share a little bit more about what you do, and we're gonna be firing some questions at you today. So for those of you who are listening or watching, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot out of this. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe before we get into the. Yeah, make sure shit. you watch this on YouTube. See the office. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Go subscribe. Do do all that, and th- this episode is definitely be worth a listen. So uh, stick around till the end. So uh, without further ado, if uh, if. You go to all these fancy events, right? You, you talk to people who probably don't know who you are, don't know what you do. How do you explain what you do? Uh, I normally tell people I run a small consulting firm. We work with brands, 50 to 500 million in revenue, and we sell shit on the internet. 100%. And then, you know, depending on who it is, we'll go into a different, different lane, but um, you know, basically what we do is we focus on brand launches. We launch brands like Feastables, for example, or we work on companies that are growing and scaling. They just need more help, more hands on, on e-commerce or direct consumer channels. Um, then we have another agency called 1180. That's a branded content studio. So we own a network of publishers. We work with content creators, create content, help brands acquire customers. And then the third one's called Hooks. That's where we, um, build landing pages as a service. So companies all the way from, you know, some some lady at her farm making goat milk, body wash, <laughs> all the way to Crocs, Bacardi, Lamborghini. Uh, they'll come to us for landing pages. That's amazing. Some pretty sick landing pages. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. We've seen some good stuff. Yeah, Hooks is amazing. You don't know Hooks, check it out. What's the link? We're going to shout out a lot of things yeah. on this one. Hooks.co. 100%. What do you want to start with? I don't even know where to start I, with this one. I, I want to start with how you probably have 15 years of experience only being 26 years old. Well, we, like, we, we walked in and I was like, first of all, how old are you? <laughs> how old are you? 26. So like, yeah, you have like 15 years of experience and yeah. 26. And so, so, and how'd you get that experience? Like experience that people don't get until their forties, if not in their entire life at, in your late teens. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was always the, the kid who wanted to do shit, you know, like do things. Um, As a kid, like in high school, I was obsessed with things like social media. Um, You know, I wasn't like a huge, uh, I could probably count on my, on one hand, how many like house parties I've been to. Um, I would, I remember sometimes dropping my sister off at 
some house party and then, you know, going to Starbucks and pulling social media analytics for some artist I was working with. How old were you at this time? That was probably like uh, 10th grade. Something like that. And yeah, you're yeah. like, and you know, some school. big artists you're working with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like which ones? Uh, Pitbull, Jay Sean. What's Pitbull? What are you saying? What's, what's Mr. The, Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Exactly. So this is at 15 years old. Yeah, this was uh, this was tenth grade. However old you are, so, yeah, probably fifteen. Damn. Yeah. What was his Instagram? No, nah, dude, Instagram wasn't even a thing. Like it was really? Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, Facebook. Twitter. It was like this was back when artists were doing like uh, you know radio tours were huge. Drop an album, drop a song, go all around the country, do the iHeart Radio tours. You jump on, you talk for 15, 20 minutes. You got to post the promos, do the shows, same type of thing. Um, but yeah, anyways, I was I just always liked hustling. Like I used to DJ a lot in high school uh, for profit, not for fun, and to like <laughs> make mixes for Facebook. Do you DJ in the office over here? No, DJ Sharma. I should. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I should. Uh, I do like blasting music. We haven't gotten our sound system in here yet, but we will. Hundred percent. Yeah, good parties up here. Probably. Oh, I bet. Yeah. 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 So keep going. Let's keep going into your story. Though. Yeah, like what yeah. after? So then, um, all right. So high school, I was doing that. Um, you know, I, as like, uh, DJ in high school, I'm basically cold emailing people I see on Craigslist and putting up Craigslist ads, finding random marketplaces for events. Um, so I got pretty good at cold emailing, found this guy who was launching an ad tech company in San Francisco and just cold messaged him on Facebook. And, um, you know, that one message turned into a Skype call. Two days later, I was on a plane to San Francisco. Then I was an intern for a month. And then after that month, I decided uh, I'm going to defer college for a year and work at this ad tech company. And the idea was basically just soak up as much knowledge as I could. I wasn't like a, you know, a crazy smart kid in school either. So my thinking was also that uh, if I have a year of work experience, I could probably reapply and get into some better schools. What's your parents for all this stuff too, though? Were they just like, you're crazy or? Yeah. I mean, my parents at first, it was like, you know grades sat score act score as the priority um are they immigrants yeah yeah yeah. parents make sense exactly i'm first generation so um so yeah so you know that grind oh yeah and then and then once i decided not to go to college it was probably like a few weeks after that my mom definitely came around um and then yeah and then i was just then it then i had this mindset of like all right you know to me a college degree was basically a backup so Let's say anything happens, at least you have your degree. Although I don't really know like what that would do. But <laughs> did you, you have, have did you have this conviction though when you're 16? Because like in hindsight, it's hindsight's 2020, right? But like yeah. when you're 16, are you like in your stomach? Do you feel like, yo, am I doing the right thing? No, I mean I felt like I was I was always like, all right, I can at least like uh, I'll have a roof over my head, I'll sleep in a bed, mm-hmm. and I'll eat uh, for sure. But then. Um, you know, the, the way I visualized like a college degree was like at a, if there was a construction going on outside the building, there's that net that catches anything that falls. I was like, that net is a college degree for a lot of people. And if I don't have that, I got to work 10 times harder. And, um, and so that's kind of just what I did. Like it just, uh, you know, it was like the guy I worked for, he was a workaholic. Uh, I just kind of sort of became not a workaholic, but like worked insanely hard and found ways to enjoy it. Uh, he's he's got kind of a disgraced name, so Never mind. we'll keep that out. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I was there for two years, then I left, and then I was basically doing um, 
so so there I learned everything about paid advertising, online marketing, um, you know how companies use data in advertising, how they aggregate data, first party data, all that kind of stuff. And um, so then I started freelancing and just like buying ads for different publishers on the internet. So it was like uh, all of the articles you see at the bottom that are suggested, you know, you won't believe what this celebrity looks like 30 years later. Yeah, and it's yeah, a slideshow, yeah. 30, 30 slide slideshow, 27,000 ads all yeah. over the page. You're still doing that with one of the agencies, right? You're still making those, those like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, something kind of similar. Like similar concepts. Yeah. I was yeah, doing yeah. something like that with Justin. Um, not like, not advertorials, but they're like articles where you place ads throughout them. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get like a couple cents per... That was the whole per, game. Per, per like landing page view. Right. That was, that was the whole game. So... Those guys became some of those big spenders became my clients. And that's how I learned Facebook ads. Understood like what how to get good click-through rate, good imagery, Dude, good creative. The way you say you're just like so chill about this, and I'm just like, it's not chill. Like, <laughs> and for the average person watching, like person who sees you on Twitter, like doing what you do, they're like, how that I, I I get it, whatever, like sim- similar type of thing, but like yeah. most people don't get it. You know yeah, what I mean? That's fair. I mean yeah, it's I, it's definitely pretty complex. Um, so I did that and then joined a beverage company called Hint Water, flavored water company. Big company, yeah. Yep. Spent two years there building e-commerce and direct to consumer as a sales channel. That was kind of like my first foray into direct to consumer. Um, and then from there came out to New York and, you know, here we are. So is that like freelance basis or more like an employee? No, that was, that was an employee. So at first I was a freelancer and, um, you know, the, the founder reached out on Twitter and was like, I used to post the corniest videos, like a hint chug challenge in the office with like five other people. Uh, you know, I was ordering thousands of dollars of hint water at that ad tech company I was at wow. uh, to the office every month. And so she was like, yeah, you're clearly a fan. You know, maybe there's some way we can work together. I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, let's go get coffee. Like I'm going to get two free cases of water, out of this, <laughs> you know. And then, um, and then she wanted me to help her create content on the internet. And so I was like, yeah, I can do that. I know how to create content for social. I know how to run ads, put them together. We'll build you a personal brand and, um, started doing it and it just blew up and then ended up joining as a director of performance marketing. Couldn't even drink alcohol, but joined the company. And then, and then once I got there, it was the same thing. I was there till like 11 o'clock at night, every day, last one to leave the office, First one to come in the next morning, um, did that for two years and, uh, you know, that business blew up. And before that, there was no DTC with Hint Water? There was. It was very tiny, like a couple million. And what's that conversation like? Like <clears throat> big brand, you were like 18 then, 17? Yeah, 18. I mean, it was awkward. I was like... Isn't that weird? Like, yeah, this totally. little kid like running million <laughs> yeah. dollars of ads type of thing. No, 100%. It's very weird. They, uh, you know, it was like they were getting rid of their current director of performance marketing. And I remember one girl who used to work there, uh, she sent me the uh, Slack message basically being like, hey, we're getting rid of this person. We're going to start interviewing for this role. Like, do you want to throw your hat in and interview for the role? And, you know, I'm like, I don't know, 19 or 20, uh, living an hour and a half outside the city. What city is this? San Francisco. Okay. Uh, My phone bill is getting cut like every month because I can't pay it on time. So I'm like, I got nothing to lose. Let's go. 
And in the interview process, I, I never really felt like a clear, like, oh, this is gonna work or this is not gonna work. Mm -hmm. What's up, New Money Talks fam? Quick one for our sponsors over at Ad Copy AI. Tony Mastalone and his team have produced one of the most revolutionary marketing tools to date called Ad Copy AI. And what it does is essentially harnesses the power of AI in order to lead your uh, acquisition systems and strategies for your marketing efforts, right? So whether you're selling physical products or digital products, it is much more tailored and targeted for marketers relative to something like a chat GPT. And I wanna really quickly show you how it works. So let's say my buddy's company, Javi Coffee, he wants me to run ads for his brands and, and populate uh, ad copy. What I would do is I would come over to the ad copy AI Chrome extension. I'd click create Facebook copy and I'd provide some inputs, right? So this is the input category. So this is gonna be javicoffee.com. Target audience are going to be young, Starbucks addicts. <laughs> and then, you know, it, you can also have selling points populate directly from the product URL. And they have something called a creativity amplifier, which is really unique. So the more creative you make it, the more kind of create, you know, obviously creativity they can pull into the copy. Um, it might not be incredibly accurate for what it is that you're going to be selling. And so you have to kind of play around with the creativity amplifier, right? So if you make this very low, it's going to be a very cookie cutter response depending on your inputs, right? So it might be like regurgitated, but when you have the creativity amplifier up, it gets very, very creative and it can spit out some really cool outputs, right? So I'm going to go ahead and click on generate Facebook ad copy, and we're going to let copy AI, ad copy AI do its magic. Boom. So we have elevate your coffee experience, tired of the same old Starbucks routine, meet Javi coffee, your new coffee obsession crafted for true coffee lovers. Our premium microdose coffee concentrate packs a punch of flavor and energy in every drop. This is so good. This is something way better than what I could do. Honestly, what any other human could likely do. And it generated that in seconds. And pretty soon they're going to have an update that directly imports this into your Facebook ads manager. So you don't even have to leave the platform, right? So Shout out to Tony and the team over at Ad Copy AI. Definitely check out the link in our description if you're interested in getting this for you, for your brand, or for your agency. And make sure that you tell Tony or you tell the Ad Copy team that New Money Talks sent you so you can get that New Money Talks discount. Now back to the podcast. It was like three or four like kind of random meetings at the office and they're just like, so what do you do? And I was like, I don't know, I can buy ads and I know good copy. And then, uh, but then again, like once I got there, I was like, all right, if I don't, if I don't crush this, then, you know, like there's no backup plan. Um, so then I got in and it was like, all right, I got to build a network of people I can rely on. Like what group chats can I get in to learn and talk to people? Um, I started at the same time, like posting some stuff on Twitter. All of a sudden I realized, oh, if I share my wins on Twitter, I'll find other really smart people who want to talk. And then, uh, you know, we can meet up for lunch or coffee or just text or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it just became like a sponge. Anybody who wanted to talk to me, I'd get on the phone right away and talk to them. Anybody who, um, you know, every single vendor, like people always are like, how do you know every vendor in e-commerce? And it's like, I talk to every single person. I've seen the demos of every single platform just to try to learn and, and like connect the dots a bit more. Um, so yeah, bro. You go a lot of places. Dude, I don't even know where to go with this one. Oh shit! I'm about to lose the chair. I'll say another chair. So like, it seems like you're just like very. Uh, it's just like a lot of momentum behind you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just like kept pushing, 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 yeah, pushing. Yeah, hundred percent. When you're at Hint Water, how many people are at this company? 
when I started, probably like 35. And then when you left, what did it look like? When I left, there was probably 17 on my team alone wow. and probably like 200. Damn. Yeah, it grew fast. And within those two years, are you learning stuff on the fly on your own? Dude, it's all on the fly. It's all on the fly, <laughs> right? On the fly. So like, actually, that's something people don't believe. They think you no, know everything. Dude. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. walked in and I was like, <laughs> all right, so I got to figure this shit out. Yeah. And... um yeah, but it's like a lot of the a lot of things, or I would say a lot of a lot of it is just saying, okay, I'm down to admit I don't know anything here, and I just got to go find people who do, and then I'll start figuring it out. Like it's just it's just this concept of chipping away at it, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like um, like you you guys both know when you st- when you start a business or you're doing anything, it's like yeah, that thing over there that you know you have to do is kind of intimidating. But like once you do the first step, then it's like, oh, okay, that wasn't bad. And you take the second step and then the third, and then you just, the momentum just goes, you know? Um, and momentum is key because like if you have good momentum and, and um, behind whatever you're trying to do, like you, you can just keep going. 100%. Yeah. Do you have any like support system at that point though? Like you have friends that are in this or you're just like lone wolf, mm. 20 years old Nick Sharma, like figured it out. Yeah, probably mainly lone wolf, which I think was was one of the reasons that I was so like, uh, I was all work, you no know, like there's no distractions. Like I'd wake up, no social life. I go to get, get finished with work, no social life. My social life was uh, slack. Yeah, it was slack or like I created the social life at the company. I was like, yo, every Wednesday there was uh, some bar like three or four blocks away. It was like 25 cent wing Wednesdays. And I was like, I'm going to make the social life. So we started doing wing Wednesdays as a company. Uh, but that was it. And then um, like one of my best friends that I got to build a relationship with is this guy, Scott. Now, he works in this office right here. We're co-founders in that 1180 shout agency. Shout out to Scott. What's yeah, Scott's name? big Scott shout out to Scott. Scott Swanson. Scott Swanson. Yeah, also Bay Area. Oh, yeah. 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 And so you had met a hint during that Yeah, time? so actually before I was at Hint, um, there was this media company called The Hustle, the newsletter. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a big company. So he was, Sam Parr and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Scott was employee number three there. And um, my I, I used to go to their events. They used to do this event series called Pizza and 40s. Okay. And I was like, they'll get a dope founder in. Um, they'll make them drink 40 ounces of beer. They'll tell their story. By the time they're done telling their story, they're pretty like, you know, sauce. They're, they're a little sauced. And so, and then you just ask them anything you want. And almost every time, like there's no, no restraints. Um, and so I met him through that event series. Then I was able to get, uh, this was when I was working with the Hint founder on her personal brand as a contractor. And I was able to get her to be the guest for Pizza and 40s. That's cool. And they did that. And then when I joined Hint, I went back to the hustle and I was like, hey, um, this company I'm working with, they're spending or they're getting about 80 customers a day. They're spending about 80 bucks per customer. They're paying like $5 per click. Um, meanwhile, I was working with all these viral sites. We were like getting like, cents a click, not even five cents, four cents, three this, this cents. This is like way back. Yeah, this is like 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, like, could we take the story and turn it into a, could we take her story, turn it into an editorial piece and um, I'll run traffic to it. And then we'll see if people read it and then want to buy the product. And like, I kid you not, two weeks later, we're doing 5,000 new customers a day. 
and it was all just content yeah Yeah. really so that's how i met scott scott was over at the hustle he was like my counter part at the hustle and then um ended up bringing him over to hint and we continued to scale direct consumer together and you had no clue that was going to work obviously zero clue in fact it was like like looking back on it it was uh it was it was funny how tough it was to convince them that the five thousand dollar investment for the article was going it was going to be worth it like the, it was almost it was 99 percent no but then they were like okay it's fine just do it just do it and um and then it just ripped that's cool. well, 2017 everything was ripping yeah <laughs> everything was ripping yeah. That's when you were different world on facebook yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's when we started on facebook yeah i remember when we were when i walked in i was like Oh, we got it in because like you put five bucks into Facebook and it'll give you 25 back. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like you pull five and it gives you 50 cents back. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to hire an LTV. CRO and yeah. LTV and everything. Exactly. <laughs> How do you end up at VaynerMedia? That's, that's interesting too because I saw that on your LinkedIn. Scoot it yeah. a little bit closer. Yeah, sorry. You might be out of frame. Might be out of the camera. How do you end up at VaynerMedia? Because that's pretty sick. Gary V, like yeah. the whole nine. So they, they were... Um, like building the foundational pieces to, to launch Vayner Commerce, which is their e-commerce agency. And um, they just reached out like summer of 2018. And uh, for the first like two months, I was like, there's no way this is real. You know, I'm just like just chilling in SF, grinding at him. And somebody, random person from Vayner Media is oh, like, so oh, they we should talk. They were like, oh, like they were trying to poach you up. Poach yeah, so like one of the things I used to do at Hint was, uh, especially the people in New York, dude, I used to hook up everybody with Hint Water. Like you talk to any YouTuber, they know of Hint Water because I used to send them like 100 bottles a month. So that was your little hack. Yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. one of the people I used to send it to was um, this guy, Elliot, who's just, who's at Dunk or at Elliot on Instagram. And he was Gary. I don't know what he did for Gary, but he did something. And uh, so, you know, that was kind of how, like, I think that was how my name kind of got tossed in. Because then as they were building that, this guy's like, oh, yeah, I know this D2C guy, Nick Sharma. You should talk to him. Um, and then, yeah, one thing led to another. And that's how I ended up there. How's that How's that experience working with Gary V? Dude, it was, I mean, it was, uh, it was like larger than life. You know, like the guy is like a force. He's got... Um, He's got, he's got like, like, first of all, people underestimate how, how big of an operation VaynerX is. VaynerX has got like, I don't know, maybe 15 What's companies. VaynerX exactly? VaynerX is his holding company. Holding company. Yeah. And so VaynerX is pretty much on the floor. It's kind of like here, we've got three companies in here. They've got like 15 in theirs. And, um, you know, like Gary's job, at least from my perception of working there, Gary is like the team. He's like the, the people person. He's, he's sales. Um, he's like team motivation. He builds systems that work around him. Like he can walk into a meeting for, uh, who's that wine company? Empathy Wines. Mm-hmm. And say, this is how we should do it. This is why we should do it. And this is, you know, this is the style we should do it in. And then he can leave the room and everything gets done to a perfect T. Like nothing gets wow. left behind. Everything's documented. Everything gets done. Um, it was a pretty, it was, it was very cool to see like how, how the organization was built around him and how he operates within it. Um, yeah, it's pretty inspirational. Cause it's all lead gen to the agency, right? Like everything he does yeah. is or, lead gen to the agency. Yeah, exactly. Or like one of his projects. One of his projects. Yeah. 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 Cause like, that's what people have 
we didn't start this for that purpose of like lead gen to what we do, but like yeah. it becomes that obviously. Just for sure. It becomes that. It's like a byproduct. Yeah, I mean, yeah. any any good content, people want to know more. Mm-hmm. And um, that's exactly what you guys are doing. I feel like Neil Patel's going to get that too. Oh, for sure. Like he's the same type of Dude, idea. Dude, his bald head is, is like a <laughs> golden stamp. And he has his wisdom. Like yeah. SEO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How old are you guys? Sorry. I know you're sick. How about I know oh, yeah. you, uh, how, how did that come about? So Feastables came about, um, I believe it was this guy named Chris Cantino. Shout out to Chris. He's a... That's um, the uh, deodorant. Yeah, him and his wife started Schmitz. Schmitz Naturals. And I've only met Chris and his wife probably once or twice, but they're just like the nicest humans in the world. And um, he he heard about the funding round or he, I think he was like one of the first yeses into the round and um, just like texted me and was like, yo, uh, there's this company with this guy, Mr. Beast, take a look at it. Let me know if you want to invest. And um, that was it. So I, I looked at it and, you know, the company valuation was pretty high compared to like a normal CPG company, but that's because you have Mr. Beast. Yeah. You knew who Mr. Beast was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Um, and so I was in, like, it was an easy decision for me. Um, I tried to convince some other people. They were like, no, this YouTube thing, this doesn't make sense. I was like, dude, you guys are going to regret this. <laughs> so Access the world you came from social media. Yeah. Like, it's like what's going social on media, commerce, just seeing, you know, like being the guy who sees the ads and knows what YouTube can do. I was just like, you guys are, you're about to miss. Um, and then, so I invested and then probably like six months later, I just reached out and I was like, hey, if you guys need any help on your launch, on your site, like feel free to lean on our team. And uh, and then they just brought us on to like help them do the launch. So like when a company brings you on to do launch, what the hell do you do? Everything. So okay. it's like, uh, we'll do the website, we'll do the design of the site, the copy, the development, we'll set up their whole tech stack. You know, if they need like stay or if they need reviews, we'll go out and get those rates negotiated for them, implement it, onboard it. Um, so I'm going to push back on both. I'm going to shit on both of you right now. All right. If you do if you do it for a whole company, right? What the hell is the company doing after that? If you so set up everything, then what the hell are they doing? Yeah. So so a lot of them in that case. So, so if it's a company that's launching, they generally have fewer people. And so they'll use us as extra hands. So like for us to be able to go, first of all, for us to be able to go get a tech stack on board, it's like me texting six people mm-hmm. and being like, yo, we have this new brand called Feastables. Can you hook it up? Yeah. And then uh, that's it. You know, it's not like they have to go to the site, fill out the form, talk to some sales rep, then do this whole negotiating game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one is like time. The other one is they they then become the approver. So like we can just come to them. It's like, yo, look at this site design. Okay, you know, spend spend a few hours making changes, notes, whatever. Send it back to us. Um, yeah, I mean, and then they they probably deal with other stuff like dealing cross functionally with operations and packaging and all that kind of that's stuff. Fair, yeah. We can focus fair. on all the stuff that they don't. That we can focus on the stuff that like they need to get done, but it doesn't require their active thinking. And um, and uh, and then you know we can work with them to make sure it's like aligned with whatever they need. That makes sense. And then like once they launch, I'm sure. You- Help them out as well too. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then we help them grow and scale. And that brand's pretty big right now, isn't it? Massive. Yeah, yeah massive. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. it drove uh, it drove the highest number of foot traffic into Walmart in over eight years. Wow. Something like that. 
the YouTuber. Yeah. The YouTuber. That's yeah, awesome. dude. Every, everybody who I sent it to, I love bringing it up. You know, like, oh yeah, remember that brand you passed on? <laughs> 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 Same thing happened with uh, Chamberlain Coffee. Yes, I had a nice allocation too. to invest into Chamberlain Coffee. And um, they were, you know, every same thing. Oh, I don't know if it's going to work, blah, blah, blah. Crushed. Yeah. Still crushing. The influencer things do crush. Yeah. Uh, not every it, time. But not every time. Yeah. Does. It comes down to like how, um, how willing is the creator to like make content and be involved in the business. Like I remember uh, going to lunch in LA with Emma she shows up late because she was busy driving from a store two hours away to go look at how the shelving, how, how the product was placed. So she's in the involved. Store. She's involved. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the ones that are just like, oh, yeah, use my name and my face for the photo shoot. And, you know, oh, peace. I got to go shoot a movie. Like those just don't work. Those don't work. Yeah. You should like the Ryan Reynolds. Though, like, oh, yeah. He that has works. Because he's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also, I mean, he he did it like to the next level, which is um, he owns his own production company. He's like Kevin Hart. So mm-hmm. he's like, all right, uh, oh, we need to shoot a $100,000 commercial? Cool, I got my own company. You can pay me a hundred. I'm going to pay me $100,000. <laughs> you know, keep it in the fam. And then now like with Ryan Reynolds with his uh, Mint Mobile T-Mobile deal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now T-Mobile is going to be paying him the big bucks. Seriously. He's going to keep all that money. Smart guy, yeah. Because yeah. they all have the audience, right? And then they just exactly. the infrastructure around him to kind of help them not sell a product. Exactly. And like, obviously, we don't have five cent clicks anymore. Yeah. But they can create five cent clicks, some of these people. Yeah. 100%. Like mm-hmm. Mr. Beast's clicks are probably cheap as hell. Mm-hmm. And he owns them, so he's not even paying for them. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Which is kind of crazy. And like, I'm, I'm seeing a lot more of this. We, we met a, a chef that like, I'm trying to like figure something out with. We met a chef in New York, what was like a month ago. He has like a million like followers on like Instagram, probably a few million on TikTok, TikTok and on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he wants to create like a sauce, like against Fly By Jing type of thing. Yeah. So Fly By Jing, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's the same idea, right? Because then he doesn't have to go buy ads and do all all the jazz to totally. kind of get it going. He just literally has to launch it, put it in his recipes, like yep. make it part of his life. And then people obviously want to try it. If it's good, then people will keep buying it, right? Totally. Have you seen this? Have you not? 100%. There's, uh, yeah, there's so much opportunity with creators. Mm-hmm. How'd you get into all this investing too? Because like you've invested in how many companies so far? Probably like 60. How'd you, wow. How the hell did you do um, all that? The same, same thing as anything else. Just like found found someone. Uh, or actually my first investment was a company called House, which is no longer around. But, um, you know, the founder hit me up on Twitter DMs. We were just jamming on direct-to-consumer. How does packaging look? What should a website look like? And then, um, then she was like, "Oh, by the way, do you want to do you want to invest in this thing?" And I was like, "Sure." Um, do you see it as a good use of funds, though? Because like a lot of these don't really make. It depends. It. So like, there's there's definitely some uh, Feastables, Jolie. I'm in a robotics. Or Jolie, like the Damn, showerhead. Yeah, the showerhead. That's, yeah, that's, that's my biggest camera. investment. They're really? Yeah, they're oh, clean. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna. That guy's a G bet behind yeah. that thing. My future kid, if you're watching this, like Jolie paid for this. Right? <laughs> Whatever you're sleeping in, Jolie paid for that. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's just like, for me, I'm never like the guy who comes in and is like, oh yeah, here's a, you know, the, my money is going to make a difference or a dent in your round. It's more like uh, I can come in and I bet you I'll be 10 times more helpful than anybody else that invests in your company, whether it's... Um, you know, 
helping you get connected with people, getting connected with other companies, um, spending a few hours with you on strategy mm -hmm. or like uh, using our team to do, do things and help you guys grow or launch. Um, and so that's, uh, that's pretty much it. And then, you know, anytime things happen, like, um, anytime companies are about to launch, uh, I might see a deck for it. Or if I find a company that I feel like is early stage that I want to be involved in, that I'll reach out and say, you know, try to make a pitch of why I should be involved. Um, but yeah, not all of them work. I tend to pass on probably like 99% of the things I see. So you get a lot more than you've invested in. Like oh, way more. Really? Way Well, more. at this point, people are just hitting you up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. And like, that's just been through the network and growing <clears throat> audience and everything, right? People. Yeah. Honestly, the more, the more stuff I put out on the internet, the more, you know, the more decks I see, the more inbound Sharma Brands gets, the more inbound Hooks gets. Uh, it's just like one big flywheel. What, what's your advice on that? Because like, we're working on that right now too. Like, yeah. Like, how do yeah, you get yeah. to like 200,000 followers on Twitter? Like, how do you like, I guess <laughs> how many it's, right it's, a, it's a stupid question, but like, it's a legit question, right? Like, yeah. You're saying just grind, like, what do you, you just grind? Like post results, network. Yeah. You gotta, I mean, it, in my opinion, I think, um, I think the reason my content does well is it's all tactical. Like I think of, I think of like four people when I create content. One is like the founder who's got no money. This dude's sitting in his basement, you know, probably depressed, maybe crying. Like this is their last chance to make something happen. Second one is um, founder of a company, founder or CMO of a company that's doing north of 50 million a year. They're just looking for things to do, more things to do, more things to test. They, uh, learning about different things or different tactics, things like that. Because that's your ICP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third one is uh, I think of this woman, Kristen Green. Kirsten or Kristen Green? I might fuck that yeah. up. She um, prolific investor, first check into Glossier, Bonobos, oh, um, tons of others, hims and hers. Um, she is like an iconic investor, and um, you know, if I create content for her, I want it to be something that she reads and goes, "Cool, I'm gonna forward this to 27 companies." And then the fourth person is like the head of growth at a company, uh, whether they're doing 5 million or 500 million. And somebody who is, again, just looking for more ideas, tactics, outlets, things like that. Do you ever feel that like you don't want to share all your secrets or you just share everything? Not really. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I feel that way. And then uh, the thing is, is like 99% of people who... If I gave them the playbook, like 99% won't do anything with yeah. it. Mm. Um, but also there's so much opportunity. Like there's enough room for everybody to eat and everybody to eat well. Um, you know, it's not like me sharing <clears throat> the seat. Like two weeks ago in my email, I literally gave the secret sauce of 1180. I'm like, here is exactly what we do and why we do it and how we do it. You should do this for yourself. In fact, you shouldn't even hire us. You should buy this website. You should buy this theme from this site, download it, write your own stuff, put it up and do it. But like no one does it. And they turn around like, I'll just pay you to do it. Right. That Well, yeah. Because <laughs> then crazy. they're like, oh, you have a clear understanding of how this works. And I have yeah. to go figure it out and like read yeah. the shit. Or like everything. I made this uh, cookbook. It's nick.co slash cookbook. And it's, uh, I call it the landing page recipe. And um, it's got like all the ingredients of a good landing page. But again, it's like somebody could... Just never buy a hooks page ever. They could just use that. That's good enough. It's got everything it needs, all the examples, the why for each section, you know, 
what each section does, how to communicate. Um, but again, then people are like, oh, wait, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. And I can save time if we just hire him. Mm. One thing we're talking about in the car on the way here was like all the stuff that you put out mm-hmm. is like clean, high quality, like crisp. Like it's all just like, it just looks freaking good. Yeah. Like how do you keep that like high quality type of content out? Or like even like anything, like even Hooks, for example, it yeah. just looks like this is like top of line D2C. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, like yeah. Brands, like what do you, how do you do that every single time over and over again? Um, I don't know. I think when I was at Hint and also before that at, at an ad tech company, there was this guy named Colby Bothy. And this dude- What's up, New Money Talks fam? We just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Scale Brands. This is a self-plug because this is my direct consumer marketing agency uh, where we help D2C brands grow through paid advertising and brand growth consulting. And I can confidently say that we are among the best at what we do because I've actually built my own brands to upwards of million a month. I've built multiple brands to multi six figures per month as well. Very, very profitably, might I add. And we are specialists at helping brands grow. So if you are an e-commerce brand and you are looking to streamline your ad creative acquisition, uh, you're looking to grow your paid acquisitions uh, channels, and you're looking to be able to implement systems and frameworks that are backed by over eight figures in profitable ad spend and close to nine figures in attributed direct consumer e-commerce revenue, then Scale Brands is the agency for you. So again, if you run an e-commerce brand or you know someone who runs a direct consumer e-commerce brand, send them over to scalebrands.com and make sure that you tell them that New Money Talks sent you so you can get that New Money Talks discount. Now back to the podcast. Dude is one of the most badass designers. Like this guy would get um, begged on by Facebook, by Uber, by like all these big tech companies. This guy was so uh, particular about design and, um, you know, like he could spot a pixel being off or an extra space in a sentence. Um, And I think just working with him, I was just like, oh, okay, so this is the standard for good design. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's always, you know, everything I put out, like I, I even uh, tell founders, like you shouldn't put out a brand if you don't have good, crisp branding. Like, what's the point? Put out something shitty when you spent three years on a good product, developing this product, making sure it tastes good or whatever. Uh, and you put it out with some shitty looking fonts and some shitty iconography, bad photography. What's the point? Um, so anything we do, I always try to make sure it's like crispy, it's clean, it's fresh. It, it looks like, it, you know, the perception should be that, oh, this is a $100 million company already. And um, that also builds trust. Mm-hmm. Do you think some of that, though, doesn't have like the performance marketing aspect into it, too? Because I feel like a lot of new D2C brands, they'll just make it look beautiful. Totally. But then they forget that, like, oh, shit, somebody has to actually buy this thing. Totally. I mean, um, majority of companies that, that come out of, like, uh, a fancy branding agency... Um, just don't convert because like yeah. then it's, you know it's like well the, those agencies they're looking to win awards for design they're not looking to win mm-hmm. awards for your conversion rate and your PL. and so um uh, we've done countless site redesigns because of that you know um but i think there, there's easy ways to find balance like if you go to the lovewellness.com website that is like beautiful beautiful branding uh, and a very, very conversion focused website. 100%. So you need conversion. Sorry. You just you need can't it. just like drive traffic and think that we're going to yeah, buy exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we see that all day. Like these brands just, they don't get it. And they just yeah. waste $2 million. The next thing you know, it's poof, it's gone. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, why didn't it work? <laughs> there was a, 
cleaning brand that we worked with and um, they they were like, yeah, you know, we've we've put uh, a little over two million dollars into the business now and it's not working. We're just going to shut it down. And um, and I was like, well, how about why don't why don't you send our team the product? Let us use it and let's just see what we think. Like maybe we'll find another angle uh, that you guys did not We got the product. We used it. All of us were just like blown away by the product. And so we said, um, all right, like tell the marketing person, like look the other way for two weeks, basically. We're just going to, yeah, we're just going to try a bunch of shit. And, you know, they went from like a $200 acquisition cost doing like 20 customers a day. They were doing, um, they were put on a run rate to do 7 million within six weeks. And it was just like finding the right landing page and price testing, merchandising testing, you know, how do you speak to customers, all that kind of stuff. Um, but again, like that, that branding agency made, I don't know, a million bucks off of that mm-hmm. and then left them with a piece of shit site. But look nice. Yeah. looks nice, but like doesn't make so, any money. So for the young guy or even young girl or like poor, <laughs> poor person who hasn't raised millions of dollars, how do you do yeah. that exact same thing without all the money to pay like charmer brands to do it? So I feel like people want to know that too. Like, totally. Um, I mean, I would do it. I, I would... One, I think it's it's free to go look at things and think that's good design. Um, and, you know, I love saying good artist copy, great artist steal. So, like, if you look at native deodorant, native is the color of Casper and the font of Harry's. The guy literally was like, yeah, I don't have time to pay an agency. I'm just going to take the color of Casper and the font of Harry's and call it native and then native.com, oh, fuck, that costs $100,000. I'm going to get nativecost.com. He didn't even think that it meant for cosmetics. Just native costs, <laughs> native companies. You got to get boys on this thing because he uses yeah. some stupid It's kind of like, like when brands do like something ink or something code.com. Yeah, like, exactly. It doesn't even matter, right? It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And so, um, so, you know, you don't have to have like all of, all of, the, all of the stuff that a lot of my friends do is like bootstrap stuff. Um, and it just, you know, the, having money is like it, it lowers or having a big budget to do something. It lowers your, um, your hustle almost lowers your need to go and find shit to make it work. Mm-hmm. But like I was on the phone with somebody earlier today and he was like, yeah, you know, we're struggling. We can't find like a good agency to do our branding and identity. Our budget's only like, you know, call it 20 K for the whole thing. And everybody we've talked to wants 150K. I was like, dude, I should, I'll hook you up with my guys in India. Like I got a shop in India. I got my international tool belt <laughs> of vendors that I work with. You know, I, like I got that. a media buyer in Brazil who's just a gangster. I got this design team in India, just savages. I've got a development team in Ukraine, just badass developers. Um, but, you know, if you go to uh, New York City, Madison Avenue agency, they're going to charge you up the ass because yeah, like yeah. everybody's paying New York rent and New York salaries and New York taxes and New York healthcare. Um, but if you're bootstrapped, then you, you can find talent internationally. You can learn design. Like it's so easy to learn design. You have AI now at your fingertips to go to just go to chat GPT and be like, all right, I'm making this brand. We're selling this product. This is our customer. Give me 45 headline options. It takes three minutes. Yeah, three minutes. Um, so Nick Sharma is ChatGPT too, everybody. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I use it for brainstorming. Like yeah. last night, <clears throat> I was looking at some reports for um, <clears throat> for our 1180 clients, 
And I was thinking like, oh man, okay, we should, maybe we should test different angles or test something this way. And I just trained ChatGPT to give me like 45 headlines that I think would be virally or like just articles that would convert like gold. Um, But, you know, that would have taken me a two or three hour brainstorm. But because I could use ChatGPT as like a sounding board or just like a a partner to bounce things off of, it took three minutes. Honestly, funny, ad copy AI. One of the sponsors on this literally does that type of thing, right? Ad copy AI is a similar type of thing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But it's it's specified for D2C. So like if you just ask, like you have to kind of train ChatGPT to give you back D2C feedback. Yeah, ad copy is way better. It's kind of of pre-trained. Right. You know, it's like a plugin for like your website, like uh, for Google Chrome or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they they have a feature where you can now plug it into the ads manager directly. Oh, so wow. instead of going to ChatGPT, copying and taking bits and pieces, mm-hmm. they just import it right into Facebook. Tony, that's amazing. No, yeah, but it's sick. And it, he was so smart building that too because he partnered with a developer. Mm-hmm. So he, instead of like having to pay someone 30, 40, 50K to set it all up, he's just like, let me partner with someone who's really good at this so that it kind of mitigates the risk of like the upfront costs. So right. smart. I feel like brand owners need to do that too. Like partner with a media buyer who's totally. really great. If, you, if, you're, you, if you're bootstrapped and you, you need, you know, you're strapped for cash, Partner with someone who's maybe willing to take equity for for helping them out. Yeah, I know you got to get the hell out of here. I got one more for you though. Oh yeah. So like, Jolie's killing it right now. I know you yeah. posted about it. Like yeah. you've seen it. Like it's like killing it. Explain kind of why you think it's killing it, and what people can like do to like like you said steal stuff from Jolie. Yeah, what they can take like, away be from successful. It. Yeah. Just like Jolie, I'm curious. Like I have my own opinion, but I want to hear what you think on on that. I mean, I think uh, like tactics wise, you know, they they do just such a good job from like their website to their marketing, their ad creative, their branding is so consistent. Uh, like, you, you know, when you buy a Jolie, you're not just buying a showerhead, you're buying into that Jolie lifestyle. Like you're buying into that chic, elevated, luxurious lifestyle. Um, and then, you know, another tactic that they have dialed in is like hardware plus subscription. Like their churn... Yeah. No, even better than Manscaped. Mm. Manscaped, um, you know, like you don't really need to change those blades as often, but the shower filter. So like, here's the formula Jolie has. It's like, if, if you buy the Jolie, your hair, skin, and nails will get better. You will become beautiful. If you unsubscribe to Jolie, your water is going to go back and you're going to, you're going to become ugly. (laughs) And so like, because of that, you know, Netflix has like the world's greatest subscription retention, Jolie's is like 80 times better than Netflix. Like Jolie just does not lose customers. And um, anyways, I think that's tactically, that's one side. More holistically, it's like they, they, they have a brand that has a product that makes sense. Like it just makes sense. You can see it visually. There's a clear problem, a clear solution. Yeah. There's real evidence and real data. It's not like some gummy vitamin that, you know, you don't really know if it's going to work or... Uh, you know, the 49th men's skincare brand that claims it'll take away acne. Or the next college or woman's collagen brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to Ron. <laughs> um, but Jolie is like a, it's a legit brand, you know, and they're also, um, again, I think like the product market fit thing, like Jolie is a good example of that. There's, um, you know, uh, this uh, humidifier brand called Canopy. Same thing, like product market fits just immaculate. Uh, there's a, a colostrum supplement I've seen lately called Armra. Again, product market fits just on fire. So it's like if you have product market fit, you're like ninety, you know, ninety percent of the way there, um, but not a hundred percent. Like there's somebody who I met um, 
at a dinner probably two, three weeks ago. Her brand is is very similar to Jolie. It's like a, a shower or a water filter for, for your sink to wash your face, not mm-hmm. necessarily in the shower. Um, but like, you know, not having the same level of success, even though the product market fits probably there, but it's, again, it's not 100%, it's 90%. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that's why Jolie's winning. Also, dude, Ryan, the, the founder, is just a savage, like just a savage. And then his co-founder, Arjun, is just a savage when it comes to brand and creative. So, somebody, like you say, savage founder. One thing I'm always like curious of, like DVC founders, if it's not working, they don't even know what to do all day with themselves. Yeah. Like DVC founder, right? Yeah. Like if it's not working, right? Like the girl with the uh, water faucet, what do you recommend she does all day now? Because now she's just like, damn, my ads don't work. I don't want to run ads anymore. Like I don't want to keep losing money. What do, what do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are stuck in that like weird phase in DVC where it's like, damn, if Facebook's not hitting, if Instagram's not hitting, I'll try TikTok. Damn, it didn't hit. Like, that's that's honestly one reason I love like bootstrap founders because like they don't have the luxury to go and say, ah, oh, Facebook's not working today. It's over. <laughs> you know, like they got a, they, they're um, like, there's this brand called August, like a period care brand. Dude, this girl posts 50 to 100 TikToks a day. Damn. Cranks out probably, I don't know, anywhere from three to maybe 10 million views a day. Uh, a friend of mine has a company called uh, Peachy Babies. He does 500 million views a month organically. Damn. Organic uh, TikTok. Organic that. TikTok, Reels, YouTube. You just fucking make it work. Yeah. You just like figure just out how to make it work. It These are all bootstrap companies. Uh, Mini Katana, another yeah. one. 300 million views a month. You know, he pays um, He pays like a, a tiny little amount. The The value of the, the views he gets is about $3 million a month in ad spend. And he pays less than 30K a month. Yeah. 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 That's arbitrage right there. Dude, that's like real that's the real arbitrage. Yeah. 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 Like fuck Facebook. That's do, yeah. do you think that's ever going to like fizzle out a little bit? Like, no, I think there's always, there's always an arbitrage. Like even, even on Facebook, there is an arbitrage. Right. Um, and I think, I think good growth marketers are always looking at what is that arbitrage that's next? What is the, you know, not to just go in and ruin a channel, but like, what's a channel I can go in and it makes sense for the brand, and um, you know I can go rip it on. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hit him with the, the ice bath question. The ice bath question. You do stuff like that. You have like a crazy like morning routine and everything. No, I, was, I know. I know Dan's into the <laughs> ice baths. <laughs> so you guys, you, you got any like just daily like rituals, non negotiables? Like if they did, they'd be like Nick Sharma after that. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I try to get like eight or nine hours of sleep. Um. Uh, I don't drink alcohol. I feel like that is a, it helps a lot. Like I drink on Sunday. Yeah, and I felt it until like yesterday. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I think it no takes your body there. two days to recover. Yeah, that's yeah. actually like competitive advantage right there. Yeah, yeah, for uh-huh. sure. Um, and then I try to go work out like four or five times a week. Just like sweat, you know, get to that point where you're just like you you can't breathe or like everything just hurts. That's like a good. <laughs> I like that spot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> kind of like business, right? Like, yeah. Look at everything just hurts. Yeah, just hurts. Keep going. Wake up yeah. tomorrow and keep doing it. Right after exactly. that is prosperous land. Exactly. Yeah. You think, but then you keep getting bigger. Actually, that's a good question. Yeah. Keep getting bigger. Like, does this thing ever stop? Or this keeps just going. Uh, you mean like these businesses? Like businesses, like audience, just like personally, I'm like, does this ever stop? You should keep just leveling up. I don't know, man. As far as now goes, uh, I'm just you know, like I, I feel like. Uh, I got the 20s to like put the blinders on and just grind. Just grind. Yeah. 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 
it's like this like Gary Vee is like same same concept. It's like yeah, yeah. When he was like twenties, thirties, he was doing like the whole thing with his dad with the wine company and everything. Right. He was like learning the skills, building the like network and everything. <clears throat> and then forties, he was just like yeah, like took off like mass mass market. Yeah, build like, the foundation, the groundwork. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely believe in like the the compounding stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm sure like. Um, one of those CMOs I was at with on dinner on Tuesday. Sure, ten years we'll do something crazy. Interesting. Yeah. So like anyone you meet, back of your mind, like this could always be a, this could be something that you never know. Yep. It's never burn bridges stuff like that. Exactly. Hundred percent. Everybody yeah. knows someone who knows someone. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, this world just keeps getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Like, Dude, we meet somebody like, oh, so you're another person. Yeah. 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 And it's like you just gotta make sure if you're nice to everybody. Even exactly. if you're in a group of people, you just yeah. gotta be nice to everybody. Exactly. Probably. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed too is a lot of people who who are still, you know, like uh, coming up, I would say, they don't understand how small the world is when you get good at something. And when you get good at something, then you meet other people who are good at different things. So like, you know, you go to an event and you might be really good at, at like marketing, but then you'll meet somebody who's a record label executive and you'll meet somebody who runs a software company who's the best at it. And then, you you know, you, you just like, as you get really, really good, the circles just get smaller. Mm. And um, the people who, who don't realize that it gets small and they talk shit as they're on the come up, uh, bites them later. That's good advice right there for yeah. everybody. You can't talk shit. Everybody yeah. knows everybody. Even if you're pissed at something, what do you, like, what do you do? I'm sure clients have screwed at you before. For sure. Like, what do you even do? Just like. Nothing, dude. The second I walk out of the office, it's like. You know, business as usual. Interesting. Yeah. You just, just you cool can't. Head. You have to. You have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Even you probably get screamed at. Sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are paying tens of thousands of dollars of screaming at you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just like part of life. <laughs> suck. Yeah. Like, people suck, but like, I, the way I think it, I wish I'd be like, all right, why are they so mad? Like, if I was in their shoes, would I be mad too? Yeah. Like, most of the time, it's like, probably. Yeah. Like, for the most part, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, well, for some reason, this didn't work. It's like, yeah, if I was in your shoes, would I be mad? Maybe, yes, but like, I empathize. Right. Everybody's big on like, the empathy is like, actually exactly. a real thing. Yep. Like, even if you like, even if you don't agree with it, you just got empathy. Like, I got it. Like, all right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not even sorry, but like, I'm sorry type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good thing. Client's always right. Yeah, yeah. actually, <laughs> you agree with that one? Dude, you, that's the. You live by that. It's the mindset. 100%. That's, yeah. that's, that's a good so mindset. Keep them happy yeah. and keep them around for it's a like, time. It's one thing to to actually believe it every time. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you have to understand the, okay, well, what's it look like from their point of view? It's like just understanding their point of view and then seeing, okay, are they actually right? Are they wrong? And then you can diagnose it. But I always think the, um, you know, the mindset should be, all right, well, how do we just fix it? Like, well, how do we bring a solution to the problem? How do we get them calmed down? Uh, and how do we make whatever they're they're trying to do their life easier? Yeah, yeah. Sure, you're serving them. Exactly. Not serving you. You're serving them. Service exactly. Business. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else? Oh, no. uh, yeah. Oh, one, one last quick question it was just it's really just revolved around like how you hire because mm. I think hiring is important in every company and we get different uh, we get different feedback from different people that build different types of companies but especially for what we're doing it's like the difference between one key hire and one wrong hire could be the difference of, you know, seven, eight figures annually just because yeah. like bringing on rockstar talent. But like, how do you know you're bringing the right person? How do you know you're filtering, training them properly? How do you know you're not overpaying them? Like, just talk to me a little bit and then we'll wrap things up. But talk to me a little bit about like your, just your hiring process, your company culture, little nuggets there. Yeah. Um, good question. So let's see. 
Now what we do, I started working with a business coach, Kevin Cape. Shout out mm. Kevin Cape. And um, he, this guy spent 30 years in HR and basically like redid the whole way we hire, onboard, do all that kind of stuff. And um, so basically what we do now is like we say, um, uh, like, like, all right, so we're looking for copywriters, let's say, or an account manager. Um, we'll write out a job description, except instead of responsibilities, we call it results. So we say, first, the job description starts with, okay, who's Sharma Brands? Explain that one paragraph. Uh, no like fancy words, nothing complicated or jargony, just very straightforward. What we do, who we work with, that type of stuff. Um, then we have, uh, what do we expect out of you? So what, what do we expect out of you? Okay, we expect you to be in the office X number of days in the week. We expect you to respond to clients within X number of minutes of a message being sent. We expect you to do this, this, and this. Then it's, um, what type of person are we looking for? Okay, we're looking for somebody ambitious. We're looking for somebody who likes to solve problems. We're looking for somebody who, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we get to results. So then it's like, okay, um, you know, they maintain a client uh, NPS score of X or they, um, you know, they communicate and document this for every client by this time frame, blah, blah, blah. So I basically list out everything that they need to have crossed off at the end of every quarter or the end of every year. And so instead of, instead of saying like, you know, your job is to keep the client happy, it's like, no, your job is to keep the client NPS score here and maintain it here for this period of time. Um, so it's very straightforward. And that way it's like, it's like the, the conversation you would have with somebody when they're fucking up and what you would tell them then, it's just like, we're just pulling that up to the job description now. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. And so, so you don't have to face his problems down the road. Exactly. So it does a couple of things. One, and then the second part to that is it's not just um, click to apply. It is, okay, you want to apply? All right, well, here's a form. In this form, you have to answer uh, three questions. And usually what we'll do is we'll take the top three results from the job description and we'll say, describe in great detail using the tools, the resources, and the process you used to complete this at a previous time. So we only want to hire people who've done it before. Done, we don't want to train these people. Yeah, we don't want to come yeah. in and like train and... Uh, you know, to some degree, we will train people, but like, I want to train train you. Yeah, exactly. I want to hire somebody who's going to train me on stuff. And so, you know, that process is probably like a 60 minute essay type format. It's like three questions. Each one should take probably 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it lets me see, okay, are they qualified? Because uh, one, did they, did they answer the questions properly? Did they include the tools? Did they include the process and the resources? If they didn't, okay, well, they just can't even read directions. I don't want to hire them. Um, second one, okay, did they actually do it? Oh, they said they did it, but they didn't really include that much detail. So maybe I'll ask them about it. Or if it's just very clearly like, you know, they're just kind of bullshitting it, then they're out. Mm. Um, and let's say, uh, you know, 10%, 20%. So usually like if 100 people say they want the job, 50 of them will fill out the form. 20 of them are good enough to uh, talk to. And then out of that, maybe like five of them will have like an in-person interview. Yeah. Um, and then even then, so the call is like on the call, you just go through the answers. So, oh, okay. So you, uh, like when I was interviewing for my chief of staff, <clears throat> one of the things was, uh, you know, describe a time you had to like 
worth work with an executive and document things, produce things, you know, take notes, whatever. Um, and it, our call was just going through every single answer. Okay. So you wrote this now, like, tell me the story of it, you know, like just tell me stories basically. Uh, so I can see that what you've done before is aligned with what I need you to do here. And, um, and then after that, then it's like some sort of an assignment. So if it's an account manager, you know, maybe they have to present as if we're on a client call to a client. If it's a copywriter, they'll do a copywriting test. If it's a video editor, they'll do a video editing test. If it's a designer, they'll do a design test. HR is a tough job. Yeah. Like so I, we, that's what uh, we do for the podcast. We're like, yeah. give us a sample, you know, exactly. show us what you got. Very similar. Like reaching out to people who are already pre-qualified, like that you know are somewhat pre-qualified, but then, you know, having them go through some form of an application process. And then when you get on, you know, when they get on board, you can give them a little bit of training on top of that. Yeah. To just get accustomed to like what you specifically need. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, yeah, and then they either <laughs> make it or they don't. And then if they suck, you fire them fast as hell. Yeah, I'd say we're we're not super fast to fire, but you're slow it depends. Hire. Yeah, we are pretty slow to hire. So like a lot of like we've we've had maybe a couple people. In fact, we don't really have this issue at all. But we've had maybe one or two where it's like, all right, here you know, uh, here's a, here I'll write a notion page. Um, I'll say you know it's probably my fault. I didn't give you the clarity or the equipment or the motivation to do your job right. Here's all the things that I think you're doing wrong. If you were to fix this list of things, you'd be doing like A plus in my books. And then uh, it just it just gets fixed. It gets fixed. Yeah. You're like a very clear thinker. Like, you, like even that yeah. whole process is like you have to be a very clear like thinker. Linear. linear yeah. And you yeah. have to be able to like write that, communicate that to somebody. Yeah. Because like I found I, writing is really helpful. Like mm -hmm. I, I love just writing Notion documents. Interesting. You know, even if it's like... Um, uh, especially now that I have this chief of staff, she helps a lot with like getting things in motion. So I can be like, all right, we have these two uh, contractors um, and we have to, we got to figure out how to make use of their time. I have an idea. I'm going to write this whole thing in notion and then I'll just give it to her and she'll go work with the contractors to put it in motion. Got it. Yeah. 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 And like yeah. just notion's a good tool. I've yeah. Really We've been notion loving notion. Really really Amazing tool. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, and you're still fucking 26 years old. <laughs> <laughs> He's got yeah. an equity in those races. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, so let's wrap this up. This is, this is, yeah. We appreciate you, man. Big yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Where should people find you? Like, what are we pushing? Push hooks. I want to push hooks on this Yeah, one. push hooks. Hooks.co, H-O-O-X.co. You can get a, the hooks cookbook, nick.co slash cookbook. Mm -hmm. Sign up for the newsletter. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I don't know, listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Limited supply, right? Limited supply, Limited supply. Yeah. Make sure you're on here, you comment, like, subscribe. Yeah, yeah. And we do this thing called the Gentleman's Challenge. We copied it from uh, My First Million. I okay. I've heard of the Gentleman's Challenge. The YouTube subscription? Yeah. So, so yeah. it's like, uh, if you're watching this right now, it's all free value we give away for free. Yeah. But all we ask in return is one thing. A few little things. But like, main thing, subscribe. Because, like, that's how we, like, keep this thing going. Like, comment, share with all your friends. If you have any guests you want us to put on, comment them below. Like, that, that'll help yeah. stuff like that. Go follow Nick. You're already, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next yeah. one. Peace. Peace.